You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. My guest today is Bruno Ivanov of Comet Group. Um, he hosted a uh, lunch roundtable general discussion. Um, it was themed, and it was on the topic of sustainability and supply chains, uh, collecting data, helping to source uh, renewable sources of energy. I think it's a fantastic topic, and I'm so pleased that he brought a group of uh, supply chain executives together to discuss it. But of course, you'd only have so many people around the lunch table. So uh, he's very generously offered to tell us a little bit about how the conversation went. And, uh, you know, first, I suppose I should thank Bruno for joining us. That, you know, this is great that you've made a little time. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't we start off with why did you pick that topic as what you wanted to get some people together to discuss? Yep. Well, I mean, as you see and you hear, sustainability obviously is a big topic, of course, across all the industries. And I myself have been in the energy business for about 20 years as a purchaser, as a buyer of energy. So, and of course, more and more in the past, it was about you know buying on the open market and 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 you know looking at ways of purchasing energy. But now it's all about not only of how you purchase it, but buying it green, of course, versus buying certificates. So, and then within my company, of course, it's been a lot of discussions on you know what where do we want to buy it, how do we want to buy it, do we buy certificates, do we not buy buy certificates? That's one part. And then the second part is this whole you know environmental. ESG theme where, you know, it's all about, you know, well, how do we track our CO2 emissions, of course. And, and uh, you know, and everybody traditionally does it with Excel, of course. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we need to find a way, of course, to, to, to move that forward. There's a different streams. There's the, the streams that, that get more complicated that you can track with Excel. It's one thing if you're buying electricity and, and, and you can, you know, sort the CO2 out and track that. But when you talk about all the different streams about you know, transportation, end products, raw materials, you can't do that in Excel anymore. So you need to find some sort of database that can address those issues that are out there. And that's quite challenging because as, you know, as we've heard in the last couple of days, there's a lot of companies offering a lot of different solutions, of course. So that's why I took those two themes as, as themes that I'm kind of confronted with every day that I thought would be good for, you know, for, for bringing out to a round table like this. Absolutely. Now, when you... Uh chose this topic and it goes up on the agenda, we give our delegates an opportunity to opt in to whichever lunch, you know, interests them the most. It's a conversation they want to have. Who were you hoping would join your table? Well, I was hoping that, you know, there would be people interested in the topic, obviously. So, so they joined and, and there were some, uh, I mean, there were, of course, as always, there were some very vocal people. There were some less vocal people. Everybody has something to say about the environment these days and sustainability, but there were some very, you know, knowledgeable people as well who really presented some facts and figures and how they're doing it and what they're looking at. So, so I thought that was, of course, uh, quite interesting to talk to, to you know, to my peers. And, uh, and I spoke to one gentleman and, you know, and he was telling me that, you know, they have close to, I think, 100 people working on sustainability in, the, in their company. I mean, which, you know, which is quite amazing. Right? I, I, I mean, I, I said, wow. And then I'm also thinking, so were a lot of the uh, representatives at your table from very large companies or was it a mix? I would say it was a mix. I mean, there were some very small companies from, you know, kind of former Eastern Europe, and there were some very mainstream companies, you know, from, you know, supermarket change, almost you could argue, right? So so it was a broad spectrum of, of, of companies, actually. 
Which I guess would make sense. I mean, everyone has to figure out their scope three emissions in time to document and be compliant. So it's it's not a challenge for one sector. It's it's across the board. Yeah. I mean, and it was very clear, you know, the smaller companies, I would say, if I can generalize, were more interested in talking about environmental issues in general, about electric cars and all these things. So we kind of, you know, deviated off the course quite quite often, of course. But then the the big companies who have really sustainability programs were really interested in sharing, you know, what they had and what they were doing and how they were doing it. And that was very interesting, of course, to hear. Okay, well, why don't we get into a couple of the specifics that may have been shared? And you don't have to call it anyone by name or get into specifics that way. But um, was there something that was uh, shared at the table that surprised you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, the the one company that really surprised me is that they have a hundred people working in sustainability. I mean, they it's a it's a, co- a company, large company. They they had about two thousand office people, you know, and a hundred people for sustainability. You know, that that's five percent of their workforce. You know, working on sustainability, and that that was quite quite amazing. And then they were also, uh, you know, telling me that was also very interesting. They were telling me that, like myself we don't want to buy certificates anymore. I mean, you can certify all your energy and offset all your energy, uh, you know, your bad energy. And and the, and the one thing was clear was that the company had a very clear uh, policy, no more certificates. If you're going to buy energy, it's got to be green energy from a producer that manufactures green energy. And offsetting it with certificates was, was a no-go. And that's the same what I have been actually approached with as well from our CEO. He came to me, he said, no more certificates, right? We want to buy green energy. And that's challenging, of course, if you're also trying to buy it on a competitive market, of course. So so that was quite interesting. So that that kind of theme of, you know, less interest in certificates, more in green energy was something that I think is also emerging quite, 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 quite across the, the industry, I guess, right? Now, I feel like um, investment in green energy is being driven by that demand. So, So in a way, these carbon offsets have sort of been a bridge between the old way of generating electricity and waiting for the market to catch up with demand in, in terms of, you know, we want to buy green energy. There wasn't enough to sell. But as companies are saying, we don't want offsets. We want to buy green. It's driving investment in, let's get wind, let's get solar, let's get tidal, let's get geothermal, whichever form you can use. Is that, would you say that's a, a fair interpretation of what you're doing? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And I, know, and I know a lot of companies are actually making their own investments in green energy, right? I mean, I, I was working for a company before in the past, and, and we were setting up actually a wind park that we were basically buying. So not just you know, saying, okay, we're gonna buy a certificate from this wind park or this reservoir. We were actually setting up a wind park, you know, in the in the Baltic Sea that was gonna be owned and operated by the company I was working for. And and uh, and that's a direct investment, of course. Now, of course, that energy gets fed into a grid and then the grid, you know, goes out. So it's not like you're actually plugging into that, but that's even uh, taking a, a step further, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so. Well, I think this is one of the cases where, and I should say for the audience uh, listening, we're recording this in Europe, and I think Europe is further ahead than North America in a lot of these conversations about distributed generation, having different means that work at different times of day or different times of year. So, you know, it's a wind farm in the Baltic, or it's a solar farm on top of your facility, or or what have you, and you just sort of, what goes out into the grid, you keep track of it, but again, you can't keep track of it on Excel. It's too complicated. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) So in terms of, not say the software solution, but the idea of keeping all of that data in a way that is understandable and actionable. What was that conversation like? Um, well, yeah, th- that was quite interesting because a lot of the smaller companies, of course, said, you know, we're happy with Excel and we're going to do Excel for a while. So, you know, fair enough. I mean, that's what I've been doing all, you know, all my life. Um, but, th- but you know, this other company that we were talking to, you know, they, they, had, they were also testing a new software from a company. Uh, they, they named a couple of companies and they were going through a project and actually testing the software to see 
you know, what will fit better for them in the future. And I thought that was quite interesting because that's exactly what we're doing now. I mean, we have a small project team going on right now at Comet, and uh, and we're looking at a number of suppliers, you know, who can provide software for tracking all these streams in the future. And, you know, I mean, of course, I'm from the purchasing side, so we're going through the classical purchasing process and looking at vendors, doing demos, assessing them. And uh, and then we will probably make an investment probably sometime this year or next year on a software for starting to track all this. And, you know, this is me speculating. You can confirm if I'm right. I have to think whatever software the industry decides to settle on, I mean, it's going to have to be able to talk to all the other suites. It's going to have to be able to communicate what you've done to regulators. It's also going to probably be something that helps you attract investment. We are a green company. We can prove it. Shareholders are, are very interested in that. So again, more than Excel, but like which suite is going to hit all of those buttons? Is that a fair way to say it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and I think it's not only, I mean, people are expecting you to be sustainable these days, right? It's not a, a something that you can advertise. In the past, you could advertise, say, look, oh, great. We, you know, we're buying all this green energy. Now it's an expectation from, from the companies, from the customers, from the investors. It's not, it's not no longer an option. It's, it's a criteria that you have to have as a company. Um, before it was a marketing, you know, something you could, you know, put on a poster and say, look, we're buying green energy. Now it's an expectation, right? I mean, and I think that's a, a huge difference. And the whole CO2 tracking is also an expectation. I mean, you can throw out all sorts of figures. And the problem is that what we also talked about at the lunch, there's no real certification bodies that say this is the correct way of tracking CO2. So it's a little bit of a bazaar at the moment. Every country has a, you know, agency association. And of course, there is, you know, at some point, somebody needs to kind of standardize all this because, uh, or we leave it to these companies who are tracking data to standardize it. But it is a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit of an unregulated, you know, uh, right. area, I guess. Right? And, and, you know, it starts from a position of self-regulation, but sooner or later, there's going to be a bad actor. And then the government is going to have to step in and say, these are the rules. So it, it's one of those things where you want to be on the side of the angels now so that at least you're in control of your program. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean... You know, governments I find usually aren't so you know so great at doing these kind of things. It's usually it's private industry that will take a t- take a leadership position in this. I think it's maybe some sort of you know association. I mean, there is a number of associations. We talked about that also at the, yesterday at the lunch. Uh, there were a number of associations that were putting together CO two you know re- regulations, so to say, how you can track, can track what's included, what's not included, because you know all sorts of you know people interpret this in all sorts of ways, of course, right and. Was there one or two organizations that are worth mentioning for the sake of the uh, the listening audience that are organizations that are maybe out in front or particularly good to get involved with? Uh, not that I can really... Not <laughs> it's still in the mix. It's still in the mix. <laughs> exactly. Um, I know I asked you already about what surprised you. Uh, are there, for people who obviously couldn't participate in lunch, one or two key takeaways that you took from the lunch or you think the, the other participants may have said, oh, it was a worthwhile conversation because this is what I'm going to come back to my work with? Yep. I mean, I, I think the interesting overall in the last couple of days, I mean, whatever presentation that, that you attend, sustainability always came up, right? I mean, always. There was not one presentation in the last two days where that was not at least mentioned in some way or form. So that's really, for me, a, a, you know, a, a takeaway. And there was, I think, Unilever, I think, had quoted, says that, you know, sustainability is part of the business. It's not a separate department that, you know, works in their little, you know, in their little, uh, what you say, think tank. It's It has to be integrated as part of the business. And that's the way the team was, you know, that the lunch was, they were all in that kind of mindset in every way. But of course, uh, the level of maturity was quite different, right? The little guys were more interested in how do you know how do you buy electric cars and how do you recycle the battery to the to the big players who were talking about you know who were the certification bodies, what is the software we want to buy, 
So I would say, you know, the, the takeaway for me is that this is a road that everybody is on. I mean, there, there, nobody's excluded from the sustainable sustainability journey. And I think where you are and the maturity level is extremely different from the, not only the size of the company, but just the way they're thinking and the, what they are also doing as a company, I guess, right? And sure, people who move things around a lot and have a lot of CO2, they take it probably more seriously than somebody who's just, you know, selling software, right? I mean, so, so, but it is quite, I mean, for me, the takeaway is, that, you know, this journey, everyone's in it and no one can be excluded and, and how you tackle these these concerns and and points you know are crucial for for the future of this of this process of you know green certificates green energy finding ways to track co2 i mean it's a journey that we're all on and no, and no one's excluded basically um four or five months ago i was in austin at our sustainability show and these are people with sustainability in their job title and i said you know which is the role or responsibility in a company you most engage with and they said well supply chain supply chain is the responsibility that moves the most, buys the most, ships the most, and, and tracks its metrics, and things that are adjusted in the supply chain can have an outsized impact throughout the rest of the organization. So I really thank you for hosting a conversation of supply chain leaders about sustainability. I think that's uh, wonderful to see those two connect, and I, I know it's an important conversation to have. And as you say, different organizations are on different steps of their journey, but these are the conversations where you're sharing what works. So Bruno, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.